This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 22, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. What changes are needed to the way we gather foreign intelligence? Cato Institute adjunct scholar Tim Lee says the Bush administration's expansive view of executive authority in that area is troubling. And even legislation now pending before Congress doesn't do enough to provide judicial oversight of President Bush's wiretapping efforts. FISA is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It was legislation that was passed in the wake of Watergate um, that uh, governed the rules for engaging in in surveillance for national intelligence um, activities on U.S. soil. Um, the Constitution doesn't place any limits on genuinely foreign surveillance that takes uh, place outside the United States borders. But if um, the FBI or the NSA or somebody is engaging in um, surveillance of spies or terrorists or somebody inside the United States, um, they need to get, they can get a warrant from this special um, FISA court. Um, the process is, is sort of secret. Um, there's, uh, and it, it, it's an expedited process so that they can get these warrants very quickly, but um, it's what governs uh, the intelligence gathering activities within the United States. To what extent can law enforcement go back and get a FISA warrant after they have begun uh, executing wiretaps? That's a good point. One of the important provisions of FISA, which um, I think raised a little bit of concern from civil libertarians at the time, but um, there's some good arguments for it, is that it allows retroactive warrants where an intelligence agency can um, go out and uh, begin the wiretap and then within 72 hours go to this, this special FISA court and get um, court approval. And that obviously, in, in cases where you have an emergency, um, where you've got some foreign power you want to you know, get information about right away, that can uh, expedite the intelligence gathering activities. But uh, Alberto Gonzalez, didn't he argue that that itself was even uh, too restrictive? He does. The, the Bush administration um, essentially seems to believe that, that any time the president designates some particular intelligence gathering activity as a matter of national security, um, they seem to pretty much believe that they should be able to conduct that that sort of over or that sort of uh, eavesdropping with with no external oversight, um, and uh, that's really what what the uh, the Democrats are are looking at um, in Congress right now. Now, what did Congress pass uh, earlier this year? Um, in August, they passed legislation called the Protect America Act, and um, it was it was passed in the final hours of um, Congress before they adjourned for their August recess. Um, I believe the legislation was introduced on a Thursday, um, passed on a by the Senate on a Friday, passed by the House on the Saturday, and then they all went went home. And it was really um, the the White House really had a, a sophisticated PR um, campaign, you know, basically arguing that if the Democrats didn't pass something in the next 48 hours, that they were going to be, uh, you know, that Americans' lives would be would be at stake. And the Protect America Act um, gave very broad powers to the Bush administration to engage in warrantless surveillance of. Um, uh, within within the United States borders, um, the one silver lining to it was that they did include a six month sunset, so that those increased powers will expire um, in February. Now, Congress is currently considering something to replace the Protect America Act, and you say that it's probably a, a better 
uh, for civil liberties than what was passed in August. That's right. Relatively speaking, um, it's it's a less egregious violation of the Constitution than the Protect America Act was. Um, and it really, the, the fundamental impetus for this legislation was the Bush administration argues that um, in ca- you have cases where you have two foreigners calling each other, but because of the way the global telecommunications infrastructure works, that call will often get routed through the United States, and the NSA obviously would like to be able to tap those phone calls as the information passes through American infrastructure, and there was some question about whether the FISA um, process required a warrant before you could do that. And so the, the, uh, the impetus for passing new legislation was to, to clarify FISA that as long as both ends of the communication were overseas, the domestic courts didn't have to be involved. Um, but the Protect America Act went far beyond that and also allowed for eavesdropping when only when one end of the conversation was in the United States. Um, the legislation that the, the Democrats are now considering in Congress um, has more controls, but it still does not um, include individualized warrants for uh, cases where you're, you're surveilling where you're tapping the phone or, or intercepting the email of um, people on American soil. I think there's nothing fundamentally wrong with the, the process that's in place right now. I mean, the, the basic principle is if the government wants to intercept the communications of American citizens or legal residents on American soil, um, there needs to be some court oversight that looks at each individual target of surveillance as opposed to just uh, approving a generalized process. And so um, I, it's not clear to me that, that other than clarifying this issue that that um, you don't need a, a warrant to wiretap between two foreigners, it's not clear to me that, that any major changes are needed to the to the FISA legislation. There might be some, some minor tweaks in terms of the, the administrative details of how the warrants are applied for and so forth. But the principle has to be that a judge, some an independent magistrate has to um, – have oversight over the the activities of the executive branch that is individual to each person that whose communication is being intercepted. Tim Lee is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can make a donation to the work of the Cato Institute at our website, cato.org.